Welcome back. It's week three of Beers in the Air. I'm your host, Gibbs. Co-host, Ziggy Braun over here. And this week, we bring you another member of the Monkey House. T-H-A. 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 T-H-A, Monkey House. His name is the incredible Saint Dot Eve, a.k.a. Saint Even. What is up, my man? Hey, uh, not, not much, you guys. Thank you for having me. Well, glad to have you, man. This is going to be a great one with you. Thank you. This has been almost three weeks in the making. Three weeks in the making. We, 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 uh, <laughs> I, I get it because it's episode three. But no, he's, he's been uh, one that we've been talking about since the start of it. You know, we, yeah. we definitely wanted to get this guy on I and pick that. his mind. Thank you. You guys are awesome. So um, uh, we introduced ourselves. Let's uh, introduce yourself, who you are, what you do, and all that. My name is St. Even. Uh, thank you guys for having me again. Um, I'm here. I uh, I do music with Mr. Ziggy Braun over here. Ziggy Braun currently unmasked. There is, <laughs> there is In no... the studio unmasked. <laughs> oh, no. Nobody knows, though. No bandana over his face. No bandana, no luchador mask. No mummy toilet paper around my face. We haven't... <laughs> oh, that, one, that one's going to be great. I just let loose the secret. <laughs> Fucking mask off. For episode 25. There we go. Well, uh, this week we got the the exclusive St. Even interview. This is going to be a load of fun. This guy's a very interesting person. He's got a lot to say, I'm sure. Uh, this week, our, we've got two six-packs again this week like we did in the first week. We've got Deschutes Brewery, Fresh Squeezed IPA, and what's our other one? And we got the uh, the Kona Brewing Company Longboard Island Lager. It's all good. I'll cut that out. <laughs> Wait, what? It's a nice uh, mouthful. I, I, I threw your government out there. It's all good. Oh, you did. <laughs> no, it's all right. It's all right. The, mas- the masterful uh, power of editing. And, uh, of course, we're going to close it out after all that with another segment of pure fuckery. Like, was, we talked about <laughs> a lot of stuff last week. It was, it was a good one. Yeah, was that, good that one. guy Dylan Drugs is a character, man. He's a crazy guy. Love that, oh, dude. Dylan. <laughs> all right. So um, this has been our intro. Um, we'll be right back, and we're going to get in straight into the St. Even interview. And straight out the bottle. Bring it home, Sam. Born sitting like a coal. Ain't him because I get my molar straight. Fake rims you pray to your soul to take, but everything's okay. Let us know I got the solar dank. One of those roller things in GTA is a coke plate. JK, but I'm still down to rage. I'm a low though, but I'm not on probation. Relations with your bitch in the gas station. Bathroom while on shrooms and they all black like they ain't gone. They all rot in your rhymes just got in soft and I'm throwing Molotovs, bitch. Straight off the bottles, straight off the bottles, straight off the bottles, straight off the bottles. No chaser, no chaser, I'm a dog, just a cat. I'm a chaser, I'm a chaser. Straight off the bottles, straight off the Now what we're going to do is we're going to get to know the man behind your mask, Mr. St. Even. Uh, let's start off with a little bit of history of yourself as far as being an artist and uh, when you started, uh, what you've been a part of, uh, and uh, just let the people know who you are. Absolutely. Well, uh, 
I feel like I've been doing artistic stuff for pretty much the entirety of my life. You know, I was always really involved in, in something artistic, whether it was drawing or playing instruments or acting or that's, doing on stage. That's stuff. right. I uh, don't mean to cut you off, but we were literally just talking last night about you. And uh, not directly about you, but you got brought up because of a story I was telling. I might even tell it during uh, Pure Fuckery because it's, it's one of those stories. <laughs> but basically, it was uh, when you were the lead on the, the school musical. Oh, yeah. And uh, how that led to me not going to college. <laughs> <laughs> so the, there's, there's the little hint of the story we're going to hear later. Comedy. But, um, That's comedy. I can't wait to hear yeah, that. Just, just FYI, too, Satan and I are both uh, thespians. Yeah, a part of a thespian troupe. Yeah. Mm. Got our hours in with the acting. Yeah. Are you part of the guild? We are. Oh, no, I'm not. No, no. <laughs> Illuminati and all that. <laughs> Damn. You know. All right, sorry to, sorry to cut you off. Uh, you're uh, artsy, music, uh, drawing, whatever, uh, acting. acting. Doing all sorts of stuff. It's always been like that, but I've always had that thrust upon me. I feel like uh, in my life I've had... A few good teachers, a few really good ones. And that's really all it takes to really, like, spark your imagination. You know what I mean? Get you there as far as uh, on the plane. Someone to help you think outside the box a little bit. Just Absolutely. Thinking about something bigger than yourself. Expression was always really uh, stressed in the uh, educational system in my first few years. Then it all went to shit, though. Like, (laughs) it was was terrible after that. But uh, I'd say, like, who really, like, helped spark it was and my folks listening to what they listened to doing what they did you know watching what they watched and, you know the teachers that i had at the time too really uh what was the 90s you know everybody was like free and shit nobody was worried about anything <laughs> not really it was it was a good time to grow up it's a good time to grow up you know you guys were there <laughs> you were there you know it was a pretty good time I have to admit that. Yeah, I'd have to say my time growing up, for sure, I've, I'm i glad I grew up when I grew up because it was like the last, like, real peer, uh, uh, like, uh, I'd say, what, what generation oh, yeah. before yeah. the technology generation. Yeah, absolutely. Because, yeah. I mean... We had I'm, Pokemon I'm, cards and yo-yos in class. Yeah, like Pogs and uh, <laughs> stuff like that. Marbles. But, I mean, I, like... Like I'm, my face is in my phone from time to time. I mean, we're probably all guilty of it. I we've just, yeah. we've all got our smartphones out right Absolutely. here. You know what I mean? But we also aren't like six to eleven years old, buried in a tablet, uh, <laughs> watching YouTube. I mean, when we YouTube was revolutionary for oh, us. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, we, it's interesting because we've had a taste of life before technology really kind of took boom. over. Yeah, mm. absolutely. I mean, I agree. We were all there uh, growing up through that same childhood. Um, yeah, well, I'd like to say, though, that it really affected uh, me and the way that I, you know, approach life and, and art and everything. You know, uh, it's funny because I always felt, like, conditioned to fight, like, some sort of... Battle or war. Yeah. Yeah, you, you grow up feeling like that, especially when you're a person like me. Or a person like you guys, everybody's yeah. got their own, you know, struggle that they go through. You know, silently, but uh, it's funny because it's always felt like there's like this common enemy that we've always been like out for, and I think once you get older, you don't really know what it is anymore, or you just uh, feel the pressure to succumb to the powers that be. We're we're all just Batman essentially fighting our Joker. Yeah. 
Pretty much. Damn. Yeah, I could get a little real. I could get a little deep. <laughs> Some comic deep. There you go. <laughs> All right, let's talk let's talk a little bit of TMH because um as long as I've known you guys Bunch of house it, it's been it's been TMH. So I mean uh it it's it started as as a certain group, uh declined to a smaller group and then got large again. Not large, but uh, you know, one member bigger. Uh I just want your perspective on it. I talked to Ziggy two weeks ago about some TMH, but I mean, eventually we're going to have you all on. And I want everyone's perspective of TMH, uh, like you know, the goods, the bads, the best, uh, the ups, the downs. You know what I mean? Just l- let everybody know everything about TMH a little bit. Right on. Well, uh, the the early, uh, I guess, like blueprint for the TMH thing would be a, uh, you know, obvious <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> the, the obviously, magic of editing. Obviously, uh, obviously, Mr. Ziggy Braun and I were uh, Ziggy Braun, son of a bitch. You know, yeah. involved in the same sort of activities artistically back in the day. So he uh, suggested that we collaborate on something uh, a little bit more gangster, <laughs> you know, than what we were doing at the time. Uh, well, I remember you. You broke me into my whole kind of music recording. You know, with the. Last donut of the night. Oh yeah, no, yeah. absolutely. And that kind of just branched out from there. And those, those yeah. the start of your um, your long, fruitful career of being uh, an audio engineer that you probably never thought that you were gonna never. take part in. I, I definitely <laughs> didn't think I was still gonna be doing it with the same group of people this, this far down. This the road, many years, later. which is cool. Yeah. yeah. Which I mean, it's almost been ten fucking years. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And which it gets is crazy. Better every single year. It does. I feel like we really yet to hit our stride with this too. We got a lot, a lot coming. Um, it's fun knowing that you uh, you find out like life is long and you can do a lot in it. Um, I've never really had any sort of uh, want to be like anybody else as far as other projects go. You know, like other rappers, you know, other bands and and stuff like that. Never really been interested in like following their timelines. More so uh, interested in coming up with a feeling, you know, for everybody to enjoy and making sure that they enjoy it. I think we definitely accomplished accomplished that, too, with what we did come out with, you know, because like every album, I'd say, is different than the previous one. You know, you never know really what to expect. We approach it in different styles and have different production, you know, on it. I mean, that's always a great thing to have too because no yeah. one wants to buy the same album right right i mean they, they they generally want the monkey house still when they buy an album but they don't want uh the monkey house yellow album when they buy on the next album yeah. that's not the yellow album you right. know so they they Absolutely. want that new feel um and it's it's almost it's a weird thing for a diehard fan of music like uh some some of the the artists i listen to like i don't want to hear the same thing i just heard but I still do, you know, it's, it's, right. it's a love hate. And then you, you sit there and you listen to the album at first. You're just like, man, the last album was so much better, but until something really grows on you, you're just like, Oh no, this album's fucking dope. Absolutely. <clears throat> I don't know if you guys feel the same way about some albums like that, yeah. but like, I got to listen to think something like maybe two, three times all the way through until I'm really Definitely. like, yes, I got this. Yeah. You know, I always like to say that, uh, you can enjoy songs better in a different context entirely. The uh, ideal context for me to enjoy a song in is uh, hearing it when you're like, okay, so imagine like being, well, do you guys ever play music when you're asleep? 
Yeah, all the time. Yeah. Okay, so all the time. I, I do that all the time, <clears throat> and uh, I like to uh, I like to wake up, you know, just take a leak or whatever. But when you hear whatever's playing in the background, coming from whatever device you have it playing on, and you you, you come and you uh, come into consciousness and actually hear what's going on, it can sound completely different, you know, than what you've heard it at. Yeah, it's because yeah, al- almost in that sort of state, you're time. like almost on a, at a slowed down state, at exactly. peace, like an at peace state. So you're like really hearing things for like the first time, so, even yeah, if you've listened to it absolutely. a ton. I'm like constantly listening to different types of music too, like that, just letting it play. I've got a phone full of music that uh, I haven't fully heard. Like sometimes I'll put my, my device on shuffle and just let it play. And uh, I won't know what song is playing. <laughs> It'll be like a stretch like that for like 45 minutes or an hour. I think Sane gave me like a couple dope. gigs of music a while back and I still haven't gotten through it. Yeah, he just always hooks it up with music. Music is you know, such, a, such an important thing to me. And I've been hoarding it away for so long. But uh, just learning a lot about it, learning how vibration affects people is, is really dope. You know? And I would hate to like release something that I didn't think was going to like have a, an effect that it was ideal. You know? Yeah, like uh, I, I really, I want to put some, put put a lot into something, and make it something worth making. Yeah, you know, and however time, however much time it takes to make that, or however much time it takes to do that, that that's fine. So, um, the way I see the monkey house, uh, currently, is like you guys are almost like at that. Uh, I mean, it's completely different, but almost at like that Destiny's Child stage, <laughs> you know what I mean? Where where everyone's kind of like doing doing something different right now. I mean, you guys used to be together recording stuff consistently, but right. I mean, that's that's Scum just not, is Michelle Williams. <laughs> that's just just not possible right now. But like in a different way, maybe maybe at the Wu Tang stages would be a little better. Like when when they started oh, yeah, all branching a, out, going solo, just because I mean a lot more success came from them individually the than stuff. we've always kind of had the Wu-Tang uh, clan in mind what would what, what, I say before Destiny's Child because <laughs> what is there's Beyonce and then the other two like <laughs> shout out to Wu though Wu was always doing their thing um always pushed a lot of Wu under the guys as much as possible but uh, they just you know I think they demonstrate that you can coexist you know, as a group and together and still have it be one. And being so diverse at the same time, which that's a big thing with with you guys was how diverse you were. Absolutely. Yeah. There's uh, four different stories being told at the same time. And, uh, you know, whether, whether I like, whether I like what's going on, like 100% or not, just to know that, you know, we're giving it an opportunity to exist is enough for me to enjoy it. Yeah. Sometimes sacrifice is like one of the, uh, best, um, uh, sorts of discipline I think you can give yourself as a human being um, just knowing that uh, if you're willing to give up something in order to make something work uh, that that sh- to me that makes you a very wholesome and strong-minded human being just because not everyone's able to do that absolutely and to make a group work which I've been a part of a couple uh, there I've had pieces that weren't willing to have that sacrifice you know yeah that's <clears throat> crazy help. and to be to be a group for 10 years there's there's everyone's probably had to make some sort of sacrifice squad <laughs> you know and all that stuff yeah we're still a group too you know yeah, just, well, just well, yeah, yeah of course yeah. we're we're definitely I, yeah, like the fucking I, Wu-Tang you know yeah. all, you know I don't think I don't think it's that. ever going to 
We'll never not be, you know, we'll yeah. never not be. Well, yeah, of course you'll yeah. always be the monkey house, but I mean, just, just being an outsider looking in, right. it seems like you guys are, you guys are kind of doing your own thing right now. And when you do come back together collectively, maybe that'll be like that, that big album that happens that really brings out the best of you guys because you did kind of yeah, go out and learn, learned yourselves for a little bit. Absolutely. <clears throat> Absolutely. Not necessarily new people, but newer. We're, we're growing yeah. along with everything. Yeah. It's, it's fun. So it's, it's, that's going to be like one of those big, uh, I wouldn't even say reunion, just uh, new, new albums that uh, when that finally happens. Yeah. It's gonna be a good and the, one. There's a lot that we can do, and uh, we don't go out of our way to really try to sound like anybody else. Oh, you, you know? well, you guys, you guys do a great <laughs> job of that because you can't compare you guys at all. Not, not in the least bit. You know, I think when people see us on stage, that really clicks with them. Whether or not it really will click with them on the record, not so yeah, sure I, about that. I remember the first like few shows we played once we had you know scum in it and everything. I remember we got on stage and we got looks from everybody in the audience just like, <laughs> is this for real? Like, is this actually happening? And then a minute into it. They, yeah, they everyone's just going crazy and well, they come up to us after the show. It's not very often you see uh, four people of, you know, pretty much a white complexion. Yeah. Up on a stage together doing hip hop music, <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, whether, whether I know, I know uh, Stevens Hispanic and I, Jimmy. I, you know what? I just like found out too uh, what my Indian tribe might be too. What? I'm either, That's I'm cool. Cahuila or Juanino. Damn. Oh, he does. So are you? You are Mexican, right? I have or no fucking clue. <laughs> I thought you were I like, like Italian and so Hispanic. I, I've got a lot in me. I've got a, I've got a ton in me, according to my my folks. I have at least Greek, Greek, uh, I can see that Mexican, quote unquote. Well, quote unquote I mean that, that's that's just Spaniard. I guess, I guess yeah. I, I should have said <laughs> you know. like Latino or something. Yeah, Indian or you know. That's such a uh, Native American from here. Such you know, a bigoted so. term. I'm such yeah. a bigot. And, uh, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure Portuguese, somewhere. So it's um, so you just know a about hell of a mud, you know. You know about I don't really Portuguese have much, I don't know how much. A whole bunch of uh, everything from it, Latin descent, pretty much, and maybe a little bit of uh, indigenous American uh, with with some native in you. Absolutely, or? I would uh, go out of my way to take one of those ancestry tests, but like I've been considering it. I don't really know. I what, think it'd be cool. What good, it's gonna do though at Kinda some point. But um, I like I guess uh, family has started like the process to like you know see what's up with the uh, Native American side. So we'll see. Right on, right on. Well, um, what exactly uh, is going on in the world of Saint Even without like a current uh, TMH project going on? Is is there a st- project going on or a uh, Saint Even project? Thank you. I like that you said my name too. Um, <laughs> well, uh, I, mean, I mean, it's, it's a pleasure. It's in it's in the damn Absolutely. name. Yeah, no, it really, it really, really is. Thank you. Sorry. Yeah, no, being well, able to separate. Being able to separate somebody from their art, I feel like, is a, a real important part of just existing as an artist. You know, pe- people let things like that destroy them. You know, not being able to separate themselves from <coughs> their art. So I don't let it. I don't let my art get to get the best of me. I would say, I'm not gonna let it kill me. I'm not gonna let it. You know, um, bring me any sort of agony. I feel like, uh, you know, there's a lot of opportunity to make things better. Always, so. Yeah, I got a chance to actually see some of Saint stuff a few weeks ago, and it's 
It's something to look forward to, for sure. So are, are you working more um, as a lyricist, as usual? Or I know, I know you've been kind of dabbling in the whole production side of it, too, because uh, I've seen you messing around with uh, some beat pads on, like, your iPad and stuff like that. Is that, like, a big thing you're working on now, is making your own beats? And I've got so many beats in the cut. Like, <laughs> I've got so many, so many beats I'm working on in the cut. There's so much you can do with music, and I would just like hate to like really rush anything, but um, like I will say, like my big influences besides like hip hop, I love you know I grew up in hip hop, I love hip hop, you know all that all that's my that's my forte. But uh, my heart belongs to as as well as hip hop, uh, electronic music. I really really dig that. That as a whole, electronic music has been something that I've just been into for so many years now that i've just like entered like a whole different world so well i would would love to make something like as a tribute to that you know what i mean as a hip-hop mc you kind of have to be anyway just because if you Mm -hmm. feel a beat that's with without the lyrics over the beat you're that's that's just electronic music absolutely we're making it electronically on the computer that's kind of the where it gets its name from you know but there's a certain ambiance you can create when you're when you're working with like electric instruments it's really really cool um, I mean, I never really got into electronic music. I'm I'm really a, a lyric-driven uh, listener when it comes to music. Like I, li- I like to listen to a story. If you don't really got anything to say, you don't really, you know, appease to me. And it's hard talking to people about music when, when I try to uh, tell them how I listen to music because they're like, oh, you don't like that? I was like... I mean that it doesn't say anything to me, you know. Like cool, like, it bangs in your car, or cool, you know, you know, we could party and drink to that. But I mean, if I don't learn something about the person the, on the microphone, or you know, hear hear some story that's either uh, fictional or completely a truth, like mm. you know, I, I like to get that picture painted in my head, you know. Absolutely, <clears throat> absolutely. And I think uh, I think when it comes to that, there's definitely I, I hold on to a lot of the uh, the original ideals of what hip hop and rap should be. You know, uh, I think a lot of the new shit, or some of the some of the new stuff, can be uh, <laughs> can be pretty, you know, out there as far as taste goes, and you know, and whatnot. And that's okay. There's there's a place for this stuff to exist, and you know, it exists just, for a reason. Just so you know, the, say that. you don't have to be PC whatsoever <laughs> on here. You can call it new shit. Uh, you know what? Like, um, you know, like again, like about like context and stuff. Yeah, I, I <laughs> there's different contexts that you can enjoy things in. Like, essentially, I know rap is just talking shit, like the art of talking shit. You know, but uh, there, there's a certain musicality towards hip hop and rap that I think you need to at least appreciate. You know, just what like know your history, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like um, if you're if you're a star baseball player, you're not gonna make it to the the major leagues and not know who the fuck like Hank Aaron is or Babe Ruth or you know like Mickey Mantle. Uh, uh, Lou Gehrig and people like that are like the the you know forefathers the 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 greats of the sport um within their big part of the history too like I feel like a lot of these kids like who was it I think it was Lil Yachty who was like like uh he said he didn't even listen to Pac and Biggie or something like that and like he said that they 
they weren't the greatest, but then he went on to say like he didn't even listen to them or something like that. I forget, somebody said something in, in that sort of extent. But Yeah, I feel like being introduced to all those different artists kind of helps you branch out and kind of do new things. Yeah, and, and if you of, don't you bother know. to do it, I feel yeah. like you're robbing yourself of under understanding. Understanding the culture. Yeah. Know? And that's where there's this huge disconnect. And people, um, people are getting like really... Um, aggravated with the fact that uh it's it's like uh hip-hop music is split between these uh these old heads and the new wave and in in, the new wave is pissed off at the old heads because it's they're like oh you guys are just old and bitter and we're the hot thing now and you know there's no encouragement from you guys you guys should be helping us uh keep the music going uh, and then the old heads are, are like, you guys are just some fucking overnight SoundCloud sensations, don't know shit about the history and, you know, the upbringing and what, what, what the work we put in to yeah, this to even make it time, happen, you know you what know, I mean? Helping them make it continue on and because it's... That's, that's like never... Broken apart so far. It's never mm-hmm. happened before like that, though, I feel, where it's like there's that huge dis- disconnects between the two generations to where... It's almost like two completely different genres now. Right. Yeah, that's, uh, there's, you know, I think we may be living in the time where we're post-rap, post-hip-hop. Mm. You know, and this is, this is a result it's a new genre. of all this, yeah, you know, it's its own entity. And it's uh, like a dying breed. It's almost like we need to, like, rename what it is now. Because it's, like, really, is it, is it, is it even hip-hop music anymore? Mm-hmm. Do we even call it rap? What, yeah, what listening do we call to it? listening to so many different kinds of music and growing up with it, you you can definitely appreciate you know, uh, you can appreciate a bounce here and there, you know even haters will nod their head once in a while. There's just a a certain trueness to everything that really shines through and will really like test a lot of people, you know, depending on whether or not they'll stay around for uh, however long they'll stay. These six-month career rappers, all sorts of <laughs> things like that. It happens, though. It happens. You can probably edit that out. <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't too wise. I don't want to talk too much shit here. I just wanna I just wanna you know make a bigger point to say that there's a lot of love to be had out there, <laughs> a lot of love to be shared between people. You know, uh, different people are doing different shit. At all points of history, we've all been kind of doing something different. Well, a perfect uh, way to segue <laughs> me into this uh, saying even. Um, speaking of, you know, these these um, these artists that are out there in the world today, modern or of all time, let's get into <laughs> oh, this week's most controversial question on this show, the all-time top five MCs of Saint Even. I go a little bit crazy sometimes I get a little bit 
get out of control with my rhymes. Good God, Dick, do a little slide. Bend down, cut your toes, and just glide up the center of the dance floor. Like TP for my bunghole, and it's cool if you let one go. Nobody's gonna know who'd hear it. Give a little poop, poop, it's okay. Oops, my CD just skipped, and everyone just heard you let one rip. Now I'm gonna make you dance, get your chance. Yeah, boy, shake that ass. Oops, I mean, girl, 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 girl. girl you know you're my world. Alright, now lose it. Top five, all time, all time, all time. <laughs> so they they told me that we'd be going over this like beforehand, of course, <laughs> you know, because no no good radio show or no good podcast or anything like that. We're not gonna Happens let you go in straight lines. Yeah, you know, get just a little but bit of lubrication in. before that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, there is so many different ways to answer this question. You know, everybody's gonna have their own like different subjective thing. And I'll probably give, I'll be completely honest, I'll probably give you, like, the, the safest answer that I could probably even think of. Because it's true, you know? Like, there's there's really no way around, like, the way that I would, like, measure this talent. You know what I mean? Um, I'd say top five, starting with, like... does It doesn't have to be in a specific oh, order. Oh, like, any specific order yeah. like that? No, it, it just has to be five, who you like, feel they are. Five MCs that I really appreciate, that I've really just come to... You know, have a as a cornerstone of my life, and just really keep referring back to, as far as their wisdom on wax goes. I would say uh, one of them is obviously Tupac Shakur, like obviously, uh, you know, his spirit as a revolutionary, and just showing us, you know, showing so many different people that you could still be hard and and still be, you know, as as gentle. As you want to be, and you know, still you can be still ha- be a beautiful intellectual poetic, type of person, a multifaceted person. It, it's very, very possible. And Tupac really showed that no matter who you are, you know, you can make some sort of difference. But he was hard as fuck, man. He was. And like, he, he did was it with so a nose fucking ring. Fucking hard. Yeah, he did it with a nose ring. <laughs> he did it with you a fucking I mean? nose like, ring. That, that spirit and that charisma. I feel like <clears throat> every man should like ex- aspire to to you know just be on that level. You know what I mean? <laughs> Cracking up in another, another beer. This beer's in the air. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I do. I do need another beer. At this you want point. the shoots or? COVID? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. Are these ones pretty good. But uh, no. So obviously, Pac, uh, he's just got that spirit of a revolutionary. Made me want to do something. His voice and the way he commanded on his records, uh, that charisma. That just you know that gut and fucking when you when you're listening to Tupac you know you're listening to Tupac because you feel it. You feel yeah, that he, shit, he's one know? of those guys that just makes you go. Oh, yeah, man. he's just. Like, you know, I, I was at work the other day and heard somebody <laughs> just bumping Tupac for like three hours and I was like, fuck yeah, you know what I mean? It's just yeah, Pac, l- you know, bugged out. Listening you know? to Pac turns you into the hype man. Uh, skit of Key and Peele. I don't know if you guys have seen that, but like when, when he's like, that's that's how, like when 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 Pac's really going in, that's how that's, it makes me feel, man. You know, and that's an important that's an important trait to me when I feel uh, when I, when I feel like listening to music or you know listening to rappers or artists and whatnot. If you can make me feel you've done your job. Yes. You know, another MC that I I'd say that I'd have in my top five of all time. Uh, 
this is my well this is probably like not where i would say it's like safe maybe where it gets a little bit controversial uh now it's um andre 3000 and this andre, is the third andre week in a row Vendor. we've had an andre had that, 3000 yeah, yeah. in Obviously, the top five three three. but i i feel like i can really like tell you why i i really fuck with him is uh I, you know uh throughout his entire career i don't feel like he's spit one whack verse there's, consistency there's there's the honestly not enough of them out there the entire way but, yeah that's but then the again, only thing but then that again I can we're, say we're, we're not oversaturated with somebody but if if you've been that sort of person and you've released so much that's been so good absolutely to where like we want more you know mm-hmm. there's it's not to the to the state where eminem's kind of gone where we were really oversaturated with yeah. eminem and it's like we could have lived without a lot of it at this point but andre that's, that's true andre like, three you know, stacks that, that, that's true like at some point um, but you know, at three stacks to me, I feel like he's been able to really control his career on his own terms. You know, really, really find out what, what, and how much his voice is worth. You know, who he is as a person, re- what he really wants to say. He, he uh, I, I, I believe he's a man who really understands his influence on other people, and what he says actually affects other people. You know, that's that's something really big in life. I feel at least uh, we should we should learn to uh, you know get our point across clear to everybody else. You know he does it in a really complex way sometimes, but I feel like if you listen to him enough, you know it'll get it across. No problem, you know. But uh, he's been able to you know like I said live his uh, live through his career on his own terms, and uh, I feel like at this point he may sort of be in retirement. As a matter of fact, and he only does a verse every now and again to uh, you know just write another page or write another paragraph and you know his his book and whatnot but he did it he did it i think i saw him pop up recently on that nerd album was he yeah yeah, he was on the new one and it's only you know it's always always classic shit with andre 3000 i've never heard of verse why i didn't like appreciate what he was trying to do artistically my absolute favorite uh andre verse is his verse on uh international players i was just about yeah yeah. (laughs) like dude like He, that that guy made me want to get married, but like, you know what I mean? Like, like it's, it's usually not every dude's like, oh, I want to go get married, but like, man, like, he, nah, he, he, he just, one. he just made, he made, uh, he made, uh, giving up your, your manhood, like not manhood, but you know, your bachelor, be, be, your, your, bachelor, your bachelor card, you know, uh, being, being a player, he made giving up a, uh, being a player sound so great. With the and way he talked right. about, and like, he segued like into the song so well. I feel with that verse because oh, it yeah. was kind of like it was just it on the introduction part pure... where there was no like bass and everything. Yeah. And it oh was yeah, just... it's when it's it comes it's to pure technical it's... skill. Yeah. Andre yeah. Thousand is second to none. Yeah, second to none as far as uh, technical skill goes. He's can't be touched seriously. The way he weaves and bobs out of these stanzas, it's yeah. on another fucking planet. You know, I just uh, I wish that we'll. I wit, you know, I hope that we're gonna get one more Outcast album, and one more Andre 3000 album. But I will say this: I don't think it's gonna happen. Have they released an album since the not since the, Idlewild? The... And you know what? I feel like they left everything on such. It, they they tied a bow around everything pretty nicely with Idlewild, their last album, and that was that. You know, they 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 understood that. I think. They they saw where music was going and they were like, well, you know, we can <laughs> do well, our musical and bow out. Yeah, you know? I mean, like, so, let's do some, our musical and bow out like classic some, gentlemen. Sometimes you just gotta know when your time's up, mm-hmm. you know. 
it's like I'm I feel that way right now is just like like of course I'll, I'll I I always I make music for me you know so it's not too big of a deal but it's also like I don't want to be the only one listening to my words you know I'm putting it out there so that I could share oh, share what I have to say to other people but I feel like the That's style amazing. of music I make is a dying breed and like our time is up you know I I feel like there's always going to be somebody around to appreciate it though life life is long. Life is a, a very, very long experience for everybody, and I, I do feel like things come back in cycles. You know, lyricism and, you know, uh, coming from a first-person perspective and actually having some sort of, you know, background behind it and not just having it be shallow or, you know, hollow words just that mean nothing. It's something, you know... Like no context whatsoever. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, that, that, that has its place in this world, and I don't feel like it ever loses its importance. You know, somebody's gonna somebody's gonna pick that up one day, and uh, appreciate it for what it is, and I feel that's that makes you know making it worth it. Yeah. You know, like I feel like uh, Andre three thousand, he might understand that. So I mean, maybe years down the road, we just get that last reunion album before they really mm-hmm. hang it up, and I. Yeah, I don't. I don't really know. I would say. I would say. They, if they did that. If they stopped it where they stopped it, because the last song in their album, Idlewild, is just a song called A Bad Note, which is basically a crazy-ass thrash guitar, like death metal thrash guitar, over fucking ominous-ass piano for, like, 12 minutes. And they just loop that shit out. You know, they keep going, jamming on that shit, and then it's over. The song's called A Bad Note, and they ended their album, like it, no, which, no, and, which ended their it's, careers, It's basically. just straight, like, an instrumental write yeah. out of the album. And oh, it's okay. called A Bad Note. So they ended on a bad note. Oh. And like if they, they if they never make another album again, that's the illest shit ever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they, they they had, you know, their own plan with it and they just sort of like it's kinda like, you know, you have your I uh, think of like an evil villain who, you know, controls the whole town but he's gotta he's gotta hide his machine that's like getting people like hypnotized <laughs> and shit before he uh you know, he joins the real world again so yeah. people don't, you know, know. You know that he's guilty of all this shit. That's what Outcast did, basically. <laughs> they destroyed their own machine so that nobody would be able to use it again. <laughs> Not even themselves. That's fucking awesome. You know, to have that much control over your art, that's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing. And if they want to come back, I'll be really happy. But if they don't, I'll be satisfied. Like I'll be, I'll be satisfied. They used to keep me up at night wondering if Outcast would come back, just because I felt like a lot of shit was so hollow. But then I realized. The reason they made stuff in the first place was to, you know, really show what it's like as them as individuals. And, you know, you, you carry that idea with you as an artist. You know, hey, I can do this too. I can live in my own context. I could, you know, have my own 20 years and everything. You know, I could, I could live a lifetime in just about three or four minutes, you know, these songs. Right on. So we got... Um... We've got Tupac Shakur and Andre Three Thousand, and I and I I love and appreciate the fact that he's going the, the into fact that he give why. he gives you the great detail. Yeah. It's it's not just like a, oh I'm I'm gonna hot shot these and just pick the five that I think everyone's gonna Wait, agree okay, with. Okay, so. so what did what did Dylan say? I want to know what Dylan said. like <sighs> there there was no sane even uh, explanation behind each one. There <laughs> there was just. A five, and then him disagreeing with everyone else's five. That's <laughs> pretty much what it was, <laughs> you know. Cla- class, classic scum. But coming. but he said uh, Big L, Maxo Cream, Lord Finesse, 
Um, Fuck, who else? Um, Did he say Tupac or Biggie? Did he say Wayne? No, I think he might have said Biggie. Yeah, I think he was Biggie and Justice Tupac. Tell me he said Little Wayne. Or like vice versa. I don't know. Did he say Um, Little Wayne? No, he he didn't. We talked about that after the fact. (laughs) <laughs> he, he 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 brought up the fact that nobody picked Little Wayne. Yeah. But I mean, like you can't you can't get mad when you were the one one of the people picking. You know, you didn't put him up there. <laughs> you but didn't any, put him up there. anyway, all right. Um, it, it's I'll I'll send you the link to episode two. Yeah, please you, please you, please you, do. You I'll, I'll give it. It's, it's a it's a. I just uh, I'm always entertained. It's a great by, episode. By Dylan's answers and if you guys there. missed episode two with uh, Bel Air Boys, great episode. You'll you, you can go listen to <laughs> Dylan Drugs top five and go tell him he's he's out of his fucking mind in the comments if you yeah, want. You know what? I might I might need to see that like right away. <laughs> we'll go on break and I'm gonna need to see that. Real go quick. <laughs> go, uh, <laughs> go into the comments and tell him nah, or or go tell him you love it. Who knows? So we got um we got uh, Tupac, Tupac Shakur, Andre three thousand. Andre three thousand. Who's number three? I would say, and you know, I, I know we were just literally just talking about him and discounted him, but um, Shady, Eminem, I would say well, it's, easily in my it's, fucking. It's an all time, and he he's another one that's been mentioned all three weeks, yeah. and it's whether he's kind of past his prime. His prime was his prime. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And you know, maybe his music now is for people. It definitely wasn't what I listened to the guy for. You know. You know, but, he's, uh, uh if, if there's anything that I can say about Lil Wayne, it's uh, all of his music really ages so finely. So, so finely. Uh, you know, again, with the context thing, uh, I'll hear him spit a verse on Monday and then hear him spit it again on Friday and hear something completely different about it. And it'll just blow my fucking mind. Wayne is all over the place as far as freeform rhyme goes. He is, that man, he is, he is rhyme. In its human form, if I if there's anything I can say about him, he really gets my imagination going as far as you know. Because I'm not just listening to. I feel like when I listen to Wayne, I'm not just like listening to what he has to say. I'm really like living it and like going off of what he's saying and going off of my own little brain tangents on you know like the the points that he's bringing up and the things that he's saying. I could end up thinking about something completely different to what he's going off on for so would you, know, the, would you say wayne is tangent. is maybe your number four or? i would say i would absolutely say that wayne is i would absolutely say that like uh, wayne is for one of them so uh what the fuck are we talking about because <laughs> <laughs> i heard shady and then we kind this, of broke off is the great that's, that's the what, great that's part something. about these interviews <laughs> beers in the air <laughs> is because we legitimately Just sit here have this interview while we're drinking shit. a six-pack of beer so it's so easy to Beautiful. just be like so where the fuck are we <laughs> nah, but shady so back to shady back to eminem marshall mathers i i feel Did, like he's had so much influence on who i am as a person just with attitude wise and you know having or knowing what's important to me in particular and re- and really applying it to you know just how I go about life you know what i mean like in his lyrics it was always always so personal it was always from the gut always from a place of like uncertainty and and that and that's the thing too like even with his new album even though i personally wasn't a big fan of it you could still tell like that shit is that motherfucker you know from spit. the heart like t- yeah, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, yeah. I think I think his it. issue is getting in with the wrong uh, um, 
production team. Yeah, like wrong production. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Is is he not working with Dre anymore? I don't think he... I, for, I think for the last... I, I feel like for the last two albums, he didn't work with Dre on the production. He's... I uh, feel like that's... Had a bunch of different producers on yeah. his albums. Alex the Camp being, you know, mainly one of them. Um, he... I, I think he has a, a real good idea... Of who in particular he appeals to yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. I could go like you know a bit deeper into like what that really means or whatnot, but uh, it really doesn't mean too much because he's for the culture at the end of the day. Yeah, you know I see him out there fucking. Trying no, because like, it's it's not like he he completely lost his talent and he sucks because he'll still get on and drop a freestyle and you're like, bro, that whoa. was better than your last whoa. album. Yeah. Like you know, what happened? It, but yeah, it's funny because I I know always of the. Uh, there's always that meme going around about Eminem's music being for uh, Call of Duty players who drink, <laughs> who drink Mountain Dew and, you know, um, like support their troops and shit. Like that's that's, you know, that's who people try to make Eminem's music out to be for. And that's whatever. Like, OK, that's you know, that's fine. There, you know, that's got some truth to it and that's, whatnot. But that's funny. But I don't know how to. <laughs> How I can agree with that just because, like, what Eminem are you referring to? This because the Eminem, the Eminem, Eminem I know and I've listened to. I think it's like his, uh, um, like on, on the Marshall Mathers LP2, he had that, that song with Rihanna or like the relapse or shit, yeah. you know, the real weird accented stuff. Kind yeah, of. see, I, you know what? Re- Eminem show, uh, Eminem show, encore, um, recovery, yeah. relapse. All that shit. That was all still all fucking that shit. Cool. It catered to a lot of different people. Yeah, a lot all, of different a, a whole entire spectrum of people. And it comes back to what we were talking about <laughs> earlier: how it's Eminem, but it's a different Eminem every time. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's how you should be as an artist. You're presenting a brand new collection of yourself. And I mean, sometimes it's not gonna be for everybody. I liked pretty much everything he did all the way up until Relapse. Well, no, it was weird because. When, when he started with the slim, so he had the you know I know he had that infinite before he got signed and everything. Did you, but he, did you ever listen to Infinite? Oh, it was awesome, dude. It was I thought it was super cool. Really, because um, I know all his songs were made. I, I remember he said that like he made those songs to be played on the radio. I think they're like a little more mellow than oh, nice. what sort of appeared That's on the Slim Shady album. Yeah, no, but um. He he always he always dropped those albums in doubles. You know he had the Slim Shady LP and the Marshall Mathers LP. He had the uh, Eminem show, and was it on encore? Encore after that, yeah. What was the, oh I Curtain fucking, Call was the? I will say though, record. even even Curtain though, Call was like an EP though, wasn't it? No, it was like was it was it, it was like his greatest hits kind of. Yeah, that was, yeah. His, oh, okay. that was his greatest. But he always did those doubles. I, so it's that, and then um, he did Relapse and Recovery, and then he dropped the Marshall Mathers LP too. And then revival, which had nothing to do with one another. I need to interject because I really need to say that I fucking did not like encore, like in the least bit. Like seriously, I did not. Oh, uh, you know what? Yeah. No, that fucking song, "Just Lose It," is amazing. That song is amazing. Oh but, yeah. Uh, he was. I know that. I like to ask like document, that. Pretty pretty, pretty like well that documented was, that he was, was heavily just on. Just lose drugs. it. The one where he does that weird like Pee Wee Herman voice. Yeah, okay. yeah, that shit was hard. Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't I, give a, he he really didn't give a fuck when he made that. But uh, he was so heavily on drugs yeah, during yeah. that album that it was just not. Well, fair he, for he him. even says like he, I fell off on Eminem at that. There was a song where he says he wanted to throw away. Well, in in recovery. On um, what's the song? Uh, his first like big single from Recovery, uh, the uh, Crack a Bottle. No, 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 that was no Crack a Bottle wasn't, wasn't was Recovery. 
Oh yeah, no. What but recovery uh, was the one with uh, the. I'm not afraid. Yeah, there you go. Exactly <laughs> that, that song. I'm not afraid. Or he he says, uh, perhaps perhaps I ran the maxes into the ground, but I'm not gonna go back to that now. You know, like he yeah. he he pretty much says in his songs, he's like, yeah, his own ass, yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit was corny. I'm not gonna do that again. I'm sorry. <laughs> he pretty he 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 owned it. Yeah, you and know what? No, I thought that shit was hard as fuck. I don't give a shit what anybody says about that part of him, that relapse part of him. That shit was hard as fuck. I still bump relapse to this day. Relapse it's 3 a.m. in the morning. Relapse was the hardest fucking oh, shit. Relapse and that's what I want from Eminem. I don't want him to fucking... I don't want him to go soft. I want him to spit some hard-ass shit that's going to make me like... Well, I don't do black music. I don't do white music. music. I, I do fight music. That shit was so fucking hard, yo. Bring me back to that. The there's a rage kid. There's a rage that he developed in me that I don't feel like he's been like nurturing in the way, <clears throat> in the way that he should be. Nurturing in the way that he should be. He, he lit a fire in me and... I feel like he's been fanning the flames for years, but I, I would love him to fan the flames even more. Like, and you know what? I, I I will say though that I haven't really given his newest album the fairest chance chance yet. But I I, don't know. I haven't it's either. Just the way life works. You know I haven't I mean? either. But I'm I'm the type of person where if you don't grab me with the first the first couple songs, and I don't I don't kind of feel some promise. I'm I'm like. Ugh. Yeah, I'll like push, I, I'll push it off. For yeah, because the the first song on his album was that "Walk on Water," I think, with uh, Beyonce. And what he, he wrapped his ass off. No, he, he did. He his did. Fucking ass. He I, always, I, yeah. always wrapped his ass off. I feel like he's just so frustrated because he does not know. He can do anything, well, but he does not know what to do. Well, next. back back to what I was saying about uh, his production team, it's like who's. Who's putting it together and and telling and putting it uh, you know being the the driving force to to let him know that oh like oh okay like this flow style uh, you know oh well, why don't you why don't you get into a more shady flow style yeah. you know what I mean but like why does it sound so much it's, more robotic that, and okay. forced that's, than it that's used to? been my biggest problem with his last two albums I because it's that his, I wonder if his albums so, aren't uh, aren't pressed uh, di- like analog anymore or whatever it's all digital now. I well, if it's all mo- mo- most are it. It depends on the studio you go to, but I would, uh, I would not. Well, you know what? I would be shocked to hear if it was all digital now. With, with but it's it, it's also the, just the way he's delivering. Yeah, his exactly. Lyrics. It's like, kind of like it feels like it's forced. I don't know. It's like forced, and he's kind of feels like he's being too controlled. Maybe in his in, in his older age, he's <laughs> kind, he's he's kind of. Uh, just gone into the studio and taken direction more than uh, getting in there and kind of owning his. I his definitely piece of work. have heard that he's like a control freak when it comes to that. He really doesn't respond to criticism well, and whatever he, I know that at, at this point in his career, whatever he drops is going to sell. Oh, and that's sure. okay with me. Yeah, that's okay. Oh, with and me. I'm sure he knows it too. Yeah, so that's, so that's, you know, that as long as sh- he's repping for the culture and shit, and that would be a real shame to know if like if what he does now is kind of just a cash grab. Yeah. Type deal. It's like, oh, don't do that to us, man. We thought like you were the guy that wasn't that, you know. Absolutely. But, yeah, uh, people life is even, long. Life is even long. like <laughs> you know, you know, past couple weeks, if you're an Eminem fan, you probably fucking hate me by now because I keep bringing up <laughs> the fact that that it's just not what it used to be and because it's it's not and it's not that contextually it isn't. It's just it doesn't sound good to me anymore. Yeah. Like it's not like he's bad. Yeah. It's not like he's just, the bad you know one. What? It's just, it's not. The only thing that I can I'm... say to at least salvage that, because I, I, I feel that too, to a degree. When I'm 40 years old, 
and some time has passed and I don't know how long Eminem is going to be alive. Yeah. <laughs> like, straight, like straight up, I don't know how long Eminem is going to be alive. But uh, I, I know when I'm an old man and whatnot and I hear his records come on and I don't know if my MP3s or, you know, my flack files we fucking, Flack, there you, know, you go. Fucking Not degraded or whatever at that point. Or this guy, this guy I'm going to have files. to be subjected to listening to Apple Music and their low-ass fucking bit rate or, or all the time or any other damn fucking... Uh, man, streaming music sucks. I will say that streaming music is balls. I hate that I like shit, it. dude. It's fucking. Like it. It's it's the worst. It's ass. Yo, I fucking hate streaming music. <laughs> Fuck streaming it's, music. It's cool. Why, what's, that's it's, the, uh, what's what's your deal just, with streaming music? I can though, hear like, the difference. I well, can. Yeah. I, I've listened to. Well, you know, obviously, I, I know you. I know you're you're on the same level as far as this goes. I uh, listen to so much shit from ripped off of like CDs in the highest quality that I can get it that I can hear at least you know like the smallest change in a bit rate and it yeah. like fucks with me I don't like that it's it's the worst shit ever yeah, and I, I always, cannot I get it to like be good CDs yeah. it's listen, hard to find them but listen, listening to shit at, at like like uh, like 32 or 64 compared to like a a really really low like uh, 1440 or something is like it's to the trained ear, it it's it's like man, it sounds so much cleaner, like the yeah. dynamic range and just like less uh, compressed and and all that. Um, but like when the reason I don't really mind streaming music is because it's usually in my Civic, which is my sound system in there is a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. So I, I take what I get in there, or I'm at work and I use some shitty little speaker that I plug into my phone, and I've got unlimited motherfucking data so i stream the shit out of like album like i've I've got so much music on my my apple music mm-hmm. right now that it's i don't even know what to do with like there's 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 a song um you should follow me on apple music by the way. oh, do, oh yeah, how is how does that work so you just like set up your little account and like, oh so you, you like have like playlists, playlists that you make and, and i can it's really follow okay. even on the apple music I, I, you know that's that the only in. that's the only thing that i can like say testament as far as uh streaming music goes but uh I was still talking about Eminem when I mentioned streaming, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. So he's going to do well streaming wise and there's, there's an incentive to all that, you know, but it's, it, yeah, no, my flag files, that's what I was mentioning. When they all sound dated and whatnot, when, when, when all that's said and done, if I'm spinning dusty ass Eminem vinyl, I know it's going to sound different. I know it's going to hit me in a completely different way because life is long again. I feel like shit's different on Monday than it is on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Always. Life is long. There's a lot to learn from it. I just hope uh, I hope when I go back to listen to Eminem that it doesn't piss me off too much. Because <laughs> some, some of it does piss me off. But I... Uh, consistency. You know, consistency. He's, he's a goofball. You know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, he's a goofball. And he hasn't really done anything to go out of his way to be bad to anybody. You know, his music might not click with me 100% of the time. But I appreciate at the that end he's of the, for the culture. Yeah. I the, appreciate that he's for the culture. At the end of the day, though... He's not making it for you. Yeah, no, <laughs> you know? he's hella not. It, it's <laughs> fuck no, fuck no, and that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Cause like, well, you know what I mean. You could, you could, like, I guess, get in tune with that. Maybe if you want to. That's that's up to you. That's completely up to you. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, I mean, at at the end of the day, he's making music for himself. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's because he he's he's got the last call. I'm sure. If he liked that track and he wanted to put it on his album, there's a reason it's there. And if you don't like it. Eminem says fuck you, you know, <laughs> probably. But, uh, you know, it, as, as a fan, though, as somebody that's been very supportive over the years, you almost feel like you have a little bit of a say, you yeah. know. 
<clears throat> I think that's why we get a little overcritical on on our artists. I, I feel like he he really hasn't even gotten started yet. Yeah, like the time has passed by so quickly for Eminem that he's really on the spot and really grasping for straws. I feel like he's one project away from being just fucking out there again. That would be he's um, just one project away. And, and that'd he, be a he hell of a world career. if we come full circle. From <laughs> he knows his <laughs> career is like that. I'm sure. I'm sure he knows his career is. You know, I, I can take time doing this shit. You know, it's not like I'm gonna fall off tomorrow. You know, he's he's also one of those guys I feel like can disappear for a while and then all of a sudden just come back, come back on a feature of a song and you see him in a music video with like long gray hair and a beard. (laughs) He's just he's just dropping some crazy Eminem shit. and You're just like, whoa, where the fuck did Eminem come from? Can you imagine Eminem with gray ass hair? He'll do it. We'll get there one day. I have full faith in in Eminem for for what's to come. Uh, But. Yeah, so we we've got we've got Tupac, we've got Andre Three Stacks, we uh we 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 kind of jumped ahead Lil a little bit and said Lil Wayne for number four, and we we went back and went in depth with uh, number three at Shady. Um, who is number five? <laughs> My okay. Well, before before I jump into number five right away, I will say though uh, number four is Lil Wayne, like definitively number four, Lil Wayne. You know, high and high and mighty, like all the way, little way. <laughs> My number five MC, Jay Z. Jay Z. For um, I don't think any 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 reason that you know that people aren't already too familiar with. He uh, he's touched a lot of people in a lot of different ways. Um, did you guys hear his last album? Ah, uh, the four forty four. Oh yeah. I am. Um... I'm not too into Jay-Z, and then I, man, my life sucks because, like, I can never catch a break. Not too into the guy, and I catch he, like, oh, how the fuck do you not like Jay-Z? Like, what do you like if you think he's whack? Like, just because I don't like someone doesn't make them whack. Like, I've had this conversation with, like, you before, or I think, I think, uh, uh, Jimmy as well, with, like, Yellow Wolf. They're like, oh, you, oh, yeah. oh, you don't like Yellow Wolf? How do you don't like Yellow Wolf? Just not for me. Not Yellow for wolf. me. Like, Jay-Z, not for me. Do I think he sucks? No, because I just listened to a fucking Jay-Z song uh, the other day where he fucking absolutely bodied some motherfuckers. <laughs> I, what, what, you probably know, what, what's that song where he, um, he's talking about, like, uh, uh, Rockefeller and shit like that and how they're, they're out there. All of them? Oh, dude, he, he fucking bodied everybody that he mentioned in that song and i was like god damn i it was the first time i ever heard that jay-z song and i was like whoa this motherfucker's ripping him like i think he told nas he's like uh he's like oh you got uh something something an ailmatic that's like uh oh yeah two, two the, albums every 10 years <laughs> some, two hot album every 10 year average smart enough nas <laughs> yeah like, Yo, fucking I, I love nas for for what it's worth fucking jay-z is just way too witty man He'll get away with saying some shit that won't even hit you until like weeks later. I'll be thinking of random lyrics will pop into my head throughout the day, and it'll be Jay Z. I'm like, holy crap, he said that. He really, he really went in depth and said that. But um, you know the reason I say Jay Z though is uh, the first album that I ever owned like to myself for sure was Jay Z's Volume Two Hard Knock Life. That was that was the the first album that I'd ever been given. Like as my own to like really sit down and listen to. On a side note, you wanna know the first album I ever bought was? 
What's R. That? Kelly's a chocolate factory. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> can, I, can I tell you guys mine now? That is amazing. I, I bought that album and only listened to Ignition Remix. <laughs> I didn't listen <laughs> oh, to yeah. anything else you know on what? the CD. It, visit it again. I really, I really fuck with R. So Kelly. So my, uh, my, my mean, first album that I ever bought. music, at least. I ever bought was a Nickelodeon soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. I like Angry Beavers and Rugrats. Nice. Yes. No, that's, that's awesome. That's it was awesome. between that and Spice Girls. They had some pretty good music on those soundtracks. <laughs> yes. Spice Girls too. Yeah, um, no, uh, I, uh, I got started young as far as music goes. Shit, I remember being in my living room and hearing my, my dad play Real Motherfucking G's by Easy. Like back when the beef was happening and shit. You know, motherfuck Dre, motherfuck Snoop, motherfuck Death Row. Before I even knew what it meant. Like grew, growing up, and when it clicked, I was like, "Oh shit!" They were beefing, and I was singing the beef record. You know, that shit was, that shit was fucking awesome. But um, with Jay Z, first album that was ever really mine, and I don't know how I came across it. I think I might have like, bugged my mom to get it because that fucking song, was on it. Um, it's a hard nut. Well, that one too, obviously. <laughs> I, that was <laughs> that was a secondary draw, but the first one was uh, uh can I hit it in the morning without giving you half of my dough? And even worse, if I was broke, would you want me? If I could, yeah, that shit was. Can I, can, uh, you know, what's the fucking song called? You know what it's called. <laughs> if you're a Jay Z fan, you know. Yeah, if you're a Jay Z fan, you know what the fucking song's called. Um, that shit was so hard to me, though. He was, you know, I remember seeing the fucking music video on TV. You know, I think it had uh, shots of Rush Hour in it, right? Like, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, and Ja Rule was in it too. In a ja Rule. That shit was yeah. fucking hard. That song is so hard. Every time that song comes on, I'm just, you know, taking to another different level. That's when that Man, actually meant something. Late you know? 90s, early 2000s music. So Fuck. good, dude. Yeah, it took me away from But listen, if you guys get, uh, get a chance, listen to that fucking album in particular. I feel like Jay Z really embraces his mystique entirely on that one. And, like, just tells all sorts of different mafia tales of just, like, crazy shit. It's like watching a movie when did, you're listening to did it. Did you ever read a Jay-Z's Decoded, that uh, book that he came I've, out with? Yeah, bits and pieces of it. Dude, yeah. it's, it's crazy reading it because he, he takes certain songs from his albums. Absolutely. He I just kind of breaks it down one. and tells full-on stories as to... You know, his uh, uh, his music, it's, it's yeah, cool. yeah, absolutely, as a supplement to all that. Man, but uh, I, I feel like he planted a real big seed in me of like, okay, this is what you're capable of. And you can do that too. You know what I mean? This is, what, so you know, this a, is all of myself. His music really gave me the idea that, on you yeah, <laughs> huge inspiration on me is Jay-Z. You know, he's, he was all of himself. You know, he was, he was never really nothing but Jay-Z. And he, uh, there was never really no question as to who Jay-Z was. He was just Jay-Z. Like and nobody, nobody was ever like, "What does Jay Z mean?" No, he was just Jay Z. That's you know that jazzy motherfucker. I like uh, that's what I at least the, the the origin story that I've heard from his his name is he's that jazzy motherfucker. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, jazzy guy, Jay Z. Cool. But uh, cool, he's cool. he's the best man. Jay Z's fucking awesome. Listen to his music. Uh, put it on shuffle. Let it hit you. You know, and, and you'll see. I think it. I think it'll click with you one day if you're not um, too too big into him right now. Well, I mean, I mean, I don't hate the guy. I'm, I've heard his songs before. I've I've definitely jammed them before. Like, like uh, in high school, like I used to play that uh, that New York song all the time. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh like, yeah. No, it, you know that, 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 that was him and, him and Alicia Keys. He's had such a, a he's had such a long 
awesome, interesting career. The uh, all sorts of different variations of production on his albums has been insane. Um, just listen. I have every single one of his studio albums on my phone, like all the, on me at all times. So I can go in and like listen to hey, you know, I can listen to Baroque Jay Z or listen to like Euro Trash centric Jay Z. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like appealing to like those sort of people, like really classy Jay Z, really thugged out Jay Z, really fucking minimalist Jay Z. Yeah, He's, he definitely took different routes with all of his albums. Yeah, for absolutely. Sure. It, it's crazy, like because it, it's usually all about like like the team that you're working with when you're putting the album together that uh helps create that different vibe sound yeah because like like i could tell like that what was that blueprint 2 i think that uh, was that that had what that song on it uh, blueprint yeah three. <laughs> blueprint 3 okay so i mean it production wise i think that was a, a great sounding album like i i mean like i've never been too big on him you know what i mean he's never been one of like my favorites but it's not like I'm like fuck Jay Z. I'll never listen to that fuck bullshit. Jay Z. You know, like, <laughs> it's like you respect him as an artist. And he, he, yeah, I mean, dude, he's doing stuff. his thing. Yeah. He's, he's been around, and like in, even in that New York song, like he paints paints this picture of New York. I've never been there, but like the way he's 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 like with uh, what he's talking about. I'm like I'm like picturing New York from what I know of it, like of of what he's Pictures doing. Pictures and movies and yeah. stuff. You know, sitting courtside at the Knicks game and shit like that, or, <laughs> or Nets game, whatever one he said. Um, but you know, like he paints that picture for me and I've never been to New York. So that's kind of like a little journey through it. uh, And that goes, that goes back to what you were talking about. Like when we first started the show today about, you know, how you like to listen to those songs with lyrics because it tells a story. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Not all of Jay-Z's songs, uh, do that, but there, he does have some songs that'll do that for me. And I've, I know I've listened to him just like when I told you. I didn't know the name of that song, and I'd never heard it before, but he absolutely fucking put everybody that he was talking about in a body bag, and I was like, damn, that guy. Yeah, there's a reason they call him Hove. (laughs) So, I typed a text to a girl I used to see, saying that I chose this cutie pie with whom I want to be, and I apologize if this message gets you down, then I cc'd every girl that I'd cc round town, and hate to see y'all frown, but I'd rather see her smiling. Wetness all around me, true, but I'm no island. Peninsula, maybe. Makes no sense. I know crazy. Give up all this pussy cat that's in my lap. No looking back. Spaceships don't come equipped with rear view mirrors. They dip as quick as they can. The atmosphere is now ripped. I'm so like a pip. I'm glad it's night. So the light from the sun would not burn me on my bum when I shoot the moon. High jump the broom like a preemie out the womb. My partner yelling too soon. Don't do it. Reconsider. Sure on the subject, you sure? Fuck it, you know we got your back like chiropractic. If that bitch do you dirty, we'll wipe her ass out as in detergent. Now hurry, hurry, go on to the altar. I know you ain't a pimp, but pimp, remember what I taught you. Keep your heart, three stacks. Keep your heart, hey, keep your heart, three stacks. Keep your heart, man, these girls are smart. Three stacks, these girls are smart. Play your part. My bitch a choose it, lover, never fuck without a rubber Never in the sheets like it on top of the cover Money on the dresser, drive a compressor Top notch hoes get the most, not the lesser Trash like the fuck for $40 in the club Fucking up the game, bitch, it gets no love She be cross country giving all that she got A thousand a pop, I'm pulling billions off the lot I smashed up the gray one, bought me a red Time we hit the parking lot, return head. Some hoes wanna choose, but them bitches too scary. Your bitch chose 
the solo time to get down with the team. The grass is greener on that other side. If you know what I mean, I show you shit you've never seen. The seven wonders of the world. And I can make you the eighth if you wanna be my girl. girl. I say my girl, I don't mean my woman. That ain't my style. Need a real street stalker. Stalker. Walk a green mile. mile. Keep piling up the paper on the dining room table. Cause you able to realize I'm the truth and not a fable. Baby, we rockin' Russian sable. Keep that chiller on the rack. What I look like with some thousand dollar shit up on my back. I'm a million dollar Mac and need a billion dollar bitch. Put my pippin' in your life. Watch your daddy get rich. Easy as ABC. Simple as one, two, three. Get down with UGK. Pip CBUNB. Cause what's a hoe with no pip? And what's a pip with no hoes? Don't be a lame. You know the game and how it goes. We try to get chose. Decisions with precision I pick or make my selection on who I choose to be with. Girl, don't touch my protection. I know you won't hit to slip, but slipping is something I don't do. Tipping for life. Mm -hmm. That's like making it rain every month on schedule. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you, get your parasol umbrella, cause it's gonna get better. Better prepare you for the sea support. She's supposed to spend it on that baby, but we see she does. Ass, ass, Paul McCartney. The lawyers couldn't stop this. Slaughter, slaughter of them pockets had to tie to a rocket. Rock. Send her into outer space. I know he wish she could, cause he paying 20k a day. That bitch is eating good. Like an infant on a double D titty, just getting drunk, cause you miscalculated the next to the, the last pump. Dump, dump in the gut, raw from the giddy up. Better choose the right one or pick, pick the kitties up. So. It's a very interesting world. We could all do such little shit too to make it better for each other. And, uh, you know, like for instance, like, um, speaking of like fuckery and, you know, all sorts of things that we're going to speak on. <laughs> um, <clears throat> like, uh, today I was uh, out taking a walk and I had my hood on. And, uh, this little redhead kid on his bike. It's like, of course, those little fuckers. Me. So, Jesus, man. well, I was walking down the walking down the street, in which uh, this I guess this kid resided on, but um, I guess uh, me having my hood on must have like raised a real big red flag for this kid, because when he got like closer to his place, he was playing basketball with some other kids. And I was just uh, you know in my phone listening to my music, playing Pokemon Go and shit, trying to <laughs> get, my little mile, of it. get my little mileage in, you know, getting my you know, stretching my legs and you know which is really important, you know, health and all that shit's really really important, you know, health first, <laughs> you know, before before anything else, health first. Uh, that's what I learned along the way too. Just uh, you know, take care of yourself as much as possible. Health first. Uh, you can really really slip into something bad like really really quickly. You know that's. Uh, Something that I had to learn for myself, but uh, so anyway, anywho, I'm walking down the street, and uh, this little kid, I guess he's bothered by my presence or whatever. So when he gets closer to uh, the uh, basketball court, and I'm like trying to like not make eye contact, cause I will say like as as a man, like having to be alive today and shit, you got to be careful fucking doing anything, you know, involving anybody, but like around anybody in particular with kids. 
it's it's very important that you you demonstrate to them, you know, like, hey, you're not a piece of shit. Or for me, like, you can demonstrate to them um, that you're not a piece of shit and that you're not going to be a piece of shit to them, no matter you know what happens. So I I pass by this kid, and he gets brave, and he just says out of nowhere, he's like, uh, "What are you looking at?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Morning, guys." <laughs> You know, I just left it at that and, you know, walked away. Little fucker, but man. Like, what are you looking You know, at? why? Why? Why did that even have to, like, you know? And, like, he yeah, was expecting yeah. me. He was expecting me to fly off the handle and, you know, feed into, like, that ignorance and whatnot. Feed into his little... And I'm not going to do that just because it's an option, you know? First of all, in pure fuckery is where we, we, we drop the filters and we let it all out and <laughs> we tell these, these crazy stories in, in depth to the point to where, like, you, you, you love it, you hate it, whatever. Fuck that kid. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that little it's kid, like, man. He's lucky. He's lucky it was you walking. What, what like, did I, What did I do? What did I really do to that kid? You know, and I, I said... I well, told him to shut his fucking mouth. And I, like, laughed <laughs> after it. And it's like, I don't know. If you can demonstrate, at least one person can demonstrate to that kid that not every single person you see walking by is a fucking dickhead, maybe he can hold his tongue the next time that he wants to deal with somebody who's going to do something really bad about it. Well, the, you know? we, we also live in a society that's so... Little kids are little kids are pieces of shit, man. It's not even... You should be worrying about which little kid's a piece of shit. Because, <laughs> dude, the generation that's grown up, they're fucked. They're f- so fucked. Like, <laughs> all right, I, I'm a gamer. I play, I play some Xbox. <laughs> I play online, and I'm playing mature video games in which little little fuckers shouldn't be on. But still, we got parents that use uh, a gaming console as a babysitter still these days, and we got little fucking little Timmy. Over here on Xbox, little Timmy over here on Xbox, talk about how he he eats way more pussy than I am, <laughs> but I can't even tell if I'm talking to like some some little girl or uh, like a six year old boy on Xbox. It's like, dude, your 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 voice is your you know your really high pitched. Your testicles are still up in your throat. <laughs> you know you're, you're you're talking you're talking bad shit, and I don't want to be the one subjected to fucking sitting here getting in a roast off with like a six, seven, eight, ten year old, whatever they are. But they're out there, and that's how kids are, and that's that's the you know, way they're funny. growing was, up these days. Well, the difference between what they're going through now, the kids these days are going through now, and what we're going, what we went through when we were growing up, I should say. Is uh, there's access for everybody to see them fucking up. Mm-hmm. You know, I I was ratchet as shit and ignorant as fuck, but it was in private. Like, exactly. You know, yeah. like now in, it's in just private, you know? it all over the internet. You know? <laughs> I made my mistakes and they weren't permanent. Yeah. You know, and yeah, these I, kids don't have that, and they. And that that's the crazy thing too with nowadays. Like, there's a whole new area of bullying. You know, it's cyberbullying. Yeah, yeah. Like that, that. Uh, like yeah, that's as, as far as cyberbullying goes and whatnot, it's crazy. Ay, ay, ay. There's so many issues that fall into uh, the mental yeah, umbrella. That like as as, as a kid, us growing up, there was there was like there's bullying, there's getting out there where somebody's I got bullied pick, for sure, picking you know? on you. You, t- you take your licks and you kind of grow no, from yeah. it. Mm-hmm. But now it's. Bully. Now it's like I mean, who would bully Ziggy Brown? Now we <laughs> now we got kids get getting on Facebook. Being complete fucking assholes, or now we've got trolls. 
trolls, man. Trolls. That's what we call them. <laughs> trolls or other like inter- internet instigators, aka trolls. <laughs> Instant. And I'm, man, I'm I'm guilty of it. I'm a huge troll. I go on Instagram, <laughs> and uh, I'm a grammar Nazi, so I just be trolling people over bad grammar, but, and they hate my, me. My my favorite thing to do is when when I read somebody's comment and they they mean to say like Y O U apostrophe R E, but they put Y O U R. And then I'm the next comment, and it's like, why are you apostrophe Ari with the asterisk? Yeah, that is <laughs> me. That's me. That is me. That's all That's all I say to, fuck you, man. You know what I meant? Well, no, I didn't. Be better. Yeah, we were, we were raised such a different way than everybody else. Yeah. It's, and it's starting to show. I, I feel like there's enough time for our generation to do something significant. We were like, we're also like the last pure generation of like children of like, I don't know if this is like a different, like specific thing, like if there's a real definition for it, but I feel like we're the last like generation of the sun. Like we went out and we were like out there in the world. We experienced, we learned from the world as children, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? What, what we could do, what we couldn't, what hurt us, what's not going to hurt us, what was safe. Like last week we talked about this. I learned not to go out in the desert and hit stuff with the golf club because it's going to come back and hit me in the nuts real hard and I'm going to be in pain. There we go. Exactly. Like you learn from trial Kids and nowadays error. probably don't know that. You learn from the real world, real, world, real, life, real experience life experience through that. And now we kind of just live it. In, in a cyber aspect, even like relationship wise, we've got people that that sit on the internet and and uh, live in a text relationship. Like they won't even talk to each other over like a, a phone or like look at each other. And it's it's crazy what the world has come to. You know, like you used to you used to have to go out there, get lucky to find somebody that that meshed well with what you were looking for in a relationship. And now you kind of just post your interests and a computer matches you up and hopefully you guys live happily ever after. I remember um, when I was younger, I was trying to find a friend's phone number from school. So I busted out the phone book and I was was going through it. Do they still, do they still drop off like new additions to the phone book? Oh yeah. Like people still have house phones? I do. You have a house phone? Yeah. Fuck. But, um, I got one, but I never answer them. Nobody ever answers Because it's them. always some motherfucker yeah. at dinner time. It's like time a telemarketer. Why or, does it is. Do you even have a house but, um, Like, but, I understand I didn't pay my last electric bill when I <laughs> lived at that other house, and, you know, I, you sent me to collections, but you don't got to call me about it every day. <laughs> we know. <laughs> if you haven't got your money in two years, like, you're not getting it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, when I, when I went through the phone book, I was trying to find my friend and, like, there were probably 10, 15 people with that last name. <laughs> and I went through and just started calling them. Calling every one of them? <laughs> you probably didn't know his like, parents' name, huh? No, no. Did you eventually find it, though? Yeah. How, how many did you have to call before you found it? Probably, I mean, oh, this was years ago. Maybe like four or five. and just That's fortunate. It could have It could have been a lot worse. You're, you're, was it like a pretty common last name? Oh, man. That's funny. That's funny. Well, you know, coming back to uh, what we were talking about as far as Uh, the the ginger, (laughs) no, the kid, the kid, Um, the ginger uh, playing basketball. 
The what are you looking at? The little fucker. I feel like it's really our responsibility, though, to uh, to teach these kids better. And uh, I could have spazzed the fuck out on that kid. But, you know, every I, I, I understand that every time I step outside of my house, I'm taking that risk that day. Yeah. To deal kinda... with whatever comes across me. And that I have the power to make any decision the way that I want to make it. You know? And that's the thing, you know, why why blow up and create this crazy big, you know, just... Well, I mean, at, at this point in life, you happen to be an adult. What if you were... What, how, how old would you say the kid was, like? Shit. Maybe, like, nine. What if you were nine? Ten. What if you were nine, and you, were, you just were not into taking that kid's shit? That day, or what if I was some stranger like high on PCB or something coming by with a knife? That that is like, that is true, but that, that's that's, that's, a whole, that's a whole other extent. I'm, I'm just trying to break it down. down life it. is life is so different for so many people. Just these kids need to realize that. like it's it's these crazy. Kids need to realize that in particular, life is different shit for different people, and that's and it's okay. You don't need to go out of your way though to be a dickhead to somebody. You really, truly don't need to do that. It, but the the way kids... I mean, unless you're trolling online, because it's fucking funny as shit. <laughs> it is funny. <laughs> it's terrible, but it's funny. And... I, I mean, I'm a hypocrite for saying this. Little little fucking kids shouldn't be doing that. Like, they, they definitely should have a, a better uh, sense of discipline and respect. But, but if, I mean, if I'm, if I'm bored on Instagram as a fucking... Uh, 26 year old man and I want to go on there on like the 49ers Instagram and go through and tell everybody that I can go through I'm, I'm a diehard 49er fan have been for years I mean I, I know my team in and out so you're not going to hit me with any shit that's gonna you know I, I basically really? Eminem them you know what I mean yeah. like like on 8 mile like I'm gonna tell you fucking everything anything and everything and you're not gonna have anything to use against me because I'm gonna shit on you like I go there and troll them on some bullshit like and it, like they Tell people me. get so fucking mad at me, and then I make them look silly at the end of the day. But it's I don't know. I just get bored and I do that. I'm a dick. <laughs> I always like doing the the grammar shit. The the, the, gra- like the, the grammar the, ones are fun. the best because they they'll continue to do it. You figure like it'll teach them a lesson. You're kind of just being a dick, but but you'll you'll still will. see a couple a post a couple <laughs> days later. You're my valentine with a fucking why are you are or something is like you're you are with an apostrophe an idiot <laughs> <laughs> we got you you have to throw the little asterisk in there too because yeah, you have to know <laughs> let them know they're wrong that's that's how you let them know they're wrong <laughs> that's hilarious oh man well i mean other than some little fucker steven do you have any crazy stuff crazy funny like wacky kind of off the wall stuff that's happened to you recently off the wall stuff or just any story that you could really think of you know, even uh, past or present yeah. life has been interesting as of late because i've had to deal with loss which is something that i haven't mm. had to deal with too much outside of uh my my grandfather's and you know a bunch of family dogs you know but um it's uh it's something that uh you know it's a part of life you know grief is a part of you know losing somebody and it's something that we all go through at least at some point in our lives yeah you know um, especially when it's uh, a very um 
like a immediate family member even like like some sort of loss like that even if it whether it's death or even like a parting of a friendship or like a relationship mm-hmm. like uh like man when when i abruptly lost my father like i wasn't i wasn't crazy close with my dad but like it was is my dad you know what i mean and as as much as i might have resented some of the stuff he may have done in life like that motherfucker raised me as great as he possibly could. Cause now, now as a uh, fully grown man and I'm, I'm out here in the world and I'm a father myself and I take a lot of my father's teachings to an extent, not as, uh, not as, uh, uh, rationally maybe as he would have taken it. But like, man, like I couldn't have asked for an, a, a better upbringing from somebody that like when I was younger and I was a little fucker like that redhead, you know, like I, I respect everything that that, that guy did for me yeah. because if I didn't have that, Absolutely. I have no clue where I would be right now, you know, Absolutely. and like when you lose somebody like that and it's like that person's gone forever, like, like, uh, like I didn't get to share graduating college with the guy. I didn't get to sh- uh, share my marriage with the guy. I didn't get to. Sh- he's never met my grandkids. They're never gonna meet their grandpa. You know, so like I, I can totally understand. I, I got very reclusive when I lost my father, and uh, like I didn't talk to anybody for like a year. Absolutely. I sat at Swaino Lane <laughs> when I lived on Swaino Lane. I sat in like my apartment, did nothing but like just chill with my wife. And didn't really connect with anybody. Like, I was gone for a while. Absolutely. And you learn to heal through all that, and you'll learn to become a better person. You know, we, we all go through what we go through in life to become better people. It's been fun. Absolutely. Can't wait to see what the future has to hold for <laughs> the monkey house and Ziggy Braun and... This has this has been fun, and uh, it's it's di- a little different take of pure fuckery today. But um, I say I'm in pure fuckery. On the note of alluding back to the intro, the story I have of how I was supposed to go to a big state college right out of high school, and how that ended up not happening. All right. So what brought this up is we're talking about how uh, Saint even. Uh, being the artist that he is, uh, you know, draws pictures, paints, makes music, uh, produces his own beats. Um, I'm not sure. Do you play any instruments? I play the trombone and the violin. Oh, he, he plays some of the, uh, the keyboard, too. Keyboards. All right. So, I mean, he, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a full-blown artist <laughs> and he's an actor. So, in high school, I believe, it, what was it, senior year? Seussical was senior year? Seussical was senior year. The Seussical was senior year. <laughs> it was a musical. Uh, it was like a compilation of like Dr. Seuss stories, right? Yeah, Dr. Seuss stories. In, in a musical form. I and played he, uh, Horton the Elephant. That was, <laughs> oh, nice. That was the lead act, though, was was it not? Or um, That was the lead role, one of the lead roles. All right, so he basically, one of the big stars up there, <laughs> he... Um, That's fine. Um, go, I go to see this with a couple of my buddies, Gonna mention the infamous yak again. He's been mentioned a couple times. We're gonna get we're gonna get the yak get on here. We're gonna get the yak on here. We've got yak. We've got yak. we've got my boy uh, my boy Jordan Austin who's up in San Francisco right Shout now. I miss miss that guy. It was pretty much the the crew I, ro- I rolled with at that time. Um, um, my my boy uh, my boy uh, Arnizi. 
And um, that was pretty much the the crew. That was a little bit before uh, Dylan Drugs, and uh, you know he's he'll have some pure fuckery stories of mine that I'll tell uh, later down on the road. But at this time, this was uh, this was our crew, and we what you know was this what year was this? This was uh, this, this was circa two thousand nine. <laughs> circa two thousand nine, and um, it was Hummus Crew, man. That was my crew. That was our skate crew. We were we were little skate rats. <laughs> Went out there, fuck shit up. We were, we were a, a, bona, a bona fide crew, man. Like, we, we rolled deep together no matter where we went. Anyway, getting off topic, but we we went to the Seuss School because, you know, we we uh, we got tickets. We went and saw some of our friends that were in the play. And um, I had SAT scheduled uh, that Saturday morning. Saturday morning the next day that we went to the play on a Friday night. And uh, I had uh, SAT scheduled at 8 in the morning at uh, Victor Valley High School. And um, so we go we go to this play. Play's over. We see a buddy that was there to see the, the play as well. And uh, he's, he's like, yeah, we're, uh, we're throwing a party. <laughs> throwing a party. Yeah, you guys come through. You know, uh, we, we, got, we got a connect that uh, can get us some liquor. So if you're down to pitch in. You know, we put a couple ends on it, get some liquor, because, I mean, at that time, we're like 17, 18 years old, so, of course, we're not buying our own liquor. <clears throat> so, we we go to this party. Symphony Homes. Over there off Elevato. <laughs> uh, go party all night. Call my dad beforehand. Of course, I have to do that. Because at this point of the night, like, I'm so caught up in hanging out Friday night with all my friends that I completely fucking forget that I have an arrangement in the morning and my dad doesn't even know about it so or like know enough about it to like sit there and remember because i mean he's he's it's his friday he has he the guy worked long hours he worked his ass off so last thing on his mind is giving a fuck about my sats you know whether i really informed him well about it or not <laughs> uh, <laughs> so i hit him up i was like hey i must stay at yak's house uh tonight is that cool yeah fuck it whatever man uh just uh Get a ride over here in the morning. I don't want to come fucking pick you up. No problem. Yeah, I'll I'll be I'll be there. Uh, I'll tell him I'll be I'll be there before twelve. All right, whatever. Get off the phone. Go party. Go party all night. As like a you know, young seventeen, eighteen. Oh, well, I was seventeen. Um, most of my friends were eighteen by the time, but I I graduated at seventeen, so was, I was still seventeen at the time. Drinking, drinking alcohol, which wasn't supposed to do. So, <laughs> getting, getting real, getting real fucked up, partying, uh, you know, mingling, mingling with the ladies, because that's what it was about at that time. You know, party until probably we, we drank till probably like f- four or five in the morning. Crashed out at this dude's house in some extra room on on like the bottom bunk of a bunk bed of whoever's room <laughs> I was in. But that's, that's, that's all I know about that. I wake up in the morning, passing out at like four in the morning, wake up at like, uh, like 11 30, 12 in the afternoon. Thank, thank God that the symphony homes were not too far away from where I lived. Uh, I, I lived right off Mojave 
Uh, so just busted, busted a little mission. And uh, this is in reference to Victorville, California. So if you, if you don't know where that is. Victorville repping. <laughs> so I, I bust a mission home. And by bust a mission, I mean I woke my ass up, realized that I was almost not home before 12 when I told my dad was. And I fucking sprinted home. I took I took Elevato to Mojave. And you guys know where I lived, right yeah, off Mojave, yeah, right? So over I, by I, Hook, right? Yeah, over yeah. by Hook Park. Sprinted down there. It's pretty... Pretty tough run. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I um, I I get there, and and my dad's like, "Where the fuck you been?" Uh, I told you I'd be here before twelve. Yeah. Well, um, why weren't you at your SATs today? Oh. Fuck. Like he he was like I got a phone call from the school saying that I missed the SATs, and um. I had just prior to that, probably a month before, taken a trip down to San Diego State University. Yeah, because I, I submitted an application there. Uh, pretty much, they they ran my stuff. They said, you know, your your well, your qualifications are all good. You just haven't taken the SATs yet, which is one thing we need you to do. And pretty much, as as long as you you ride like about a little average to a little above average line, you're good to go. I even put preparation into this, studying, doing, like, practice tests. And I go and blow it for one night of fucking getting drunk at some random fucker's house in the symphony homes. I end up going to... I I end up going to uh, junior college for, like, 20 years. (laughs) 20 years and then finally graduating from an art institute with a degree, uh, an associate's degree in audio engineering. So, I mean, <laughs> hey, there we go. I, my life could have been way different. You but, did something, though. That's all but now I'm just recording podcasts in my garage. <laughs> I could throw down a pure fuckery if you don't want to introduce yet. Oh, no. It's just, down, throw one down. Go for it. So, as, as, as us here know, you know, um, Jimmy's house was, a, was an avid kind of party spot don't growing up don't even bring up this house because now i'm gonna have to tell stories and i've got a lot of them so it was the uh it was the house right off i think it was concord over there by the liquor store at the corner like mojave and Uh, condor 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 there we go and um so we were over at that house, not the cul-de-sac house, but the the two garage door house. Yeah, the the, ori- the pool with the the, pool. Ori- the original one. Yeah, 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 the with the pool. Jimmy yeah, <laughs> exactly. And um, and you know, it was like a, a Friday night, and we're just you know taking some, it's culture. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just I just remembered the story I'm gonna tell after this. <laughs> so we're uh, we're 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 taking the Jaeger bombs and you know shots of tequila and beers and just all sorts of stupid shit and um my parents owned owned this uh rental house over off village which was pretty close by and i get this call it you know probably around like midnight or something and they're like hey um the the pipes burst in the front yard at the rental could you go and check it out and at this point of the night it's kind of inebriated you know, I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll go take care of it. But uh, I, I found somebody to give me a ride because I didn't want to drive, of course. So I, I get a ride over there and I, I walk over there and assess the situation. I'm kind of wobbling over there. And there's these 
real amazing, nice Christian ladies that come out, and I'm just slurring my words and <laughs> stumbling over there. And I noticed, I noticed that there's just water just, just shooting out everywhere. And I'm like, oh, just uh, you guys go get me a wrench. So they go inside and find me a wrench. And I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna go turn the water off and handled it super well. Took care of the situation pristinely. I went over, turned the water main off, and went back over to where the pipe was burst. And I was like, <laughs> I was like ankle deep in the mud. I was like, yeah, we're gonna have to come back for this and uh, probably fix it tomorrow because there's there was no way to fix it that night. Like I would have had to, just, you know, just buried in water. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyways, I get a ride back over to Jimmy's house and I walk into their front door. So I'm like treading mud everywhere and Mama Sita comes by and she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm, you know, like ankle deep in mud. and But, you know, I, I, I took care of the situation somehow. <laughs> I don't know how, but yeah, it was just uh, it was an, an interesting uh, event. Pure fuckery. <laughs> Pure fuckery. Oh man! Oh man, this yeah. week this week has been fun. It's been cool. We've had we have a lot of content. Got a lot uh, of empty beers. Let's get into the closing part of this uh, this show today, and um, this journey that we're taking together. This journey we're taking together, and uh, let's start it off with re- reviewing um, our two six packs of the week. We told ourselves we were only gonna do one, but we kind of had a mission to go in and do week three and four today, which we might have got out of it because of how much we recorded how much content we got yeah yeah but um <laughs> you know we we drank two 12 packs a day of yeah, uh we got um <coughs> we got the brewery. yeah the disputes <laughs> i i can't even say it the well, disputes brewery up. fresh <laughs> just wait till IPA. we start plugging man yeah <laughs> just wait till the plug yeah we got the disputes brewery fresh squeezed ipa and the kona brewing longboard island longer i'd have to say Two of my most drink six packs that I could find at liquor stores. Um, I actually got the chance to go to the Deschutes Brewery mm. up in Portland, Oregon. And uh, when we when we got up there, we were trying to figure out places to go to and drink. And we uh, we were talking to the um, some dude at the hotel, and he gave us a few options. You know, there was a there was a bar where you could basically find every single beer from Portland because Portland's become like one of the uh, kind of like most notorious spots for beer in America at this point. And um, he said there's one bar you can go to, I think it was like across a river or something, or there's a spot called the Brewer's Block where you can go there and there's literally all these breweries in one general area. So, you know, I wanted I wanted to get the full effect, the full experience. So I wanted to go to Brewer's Block and check out all the breweries. So we started with Deschutes Brewery and it's more it's more like a restaurant type place more a little more like mainstream you'd probably call it but um yeah the 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 fresh squeezed ipa is a delicious ipa not too too potent compared to some of the other ones but it's it's a good one and then um you know kona longboard you just can't go wrong with anything from kona ever i was actually i was i was debating between a few six packs for this week but I ended up going with Kona because that was the first. I ended up going with the Longboard because that was the first beer that sort of introduced me to Kona, and it's just it's a phenomenal beer. Their Hanalei IPA 
is amazing. They incorporate all these tropical flute, uh, flutes. <laughs> they incorporate all these tropical fruits. Um, they have the Castaway IPA that has, um, it's like a passion fruit IPA. They have the Pipeline Porter, which actually takes Kona coffee beans and incorporates that into the beer. They have the Cocoa Brown, oh, man. which is a, it's, it's a, it's a coconut brown ale. That sounds great. Yeah. They just anything from Kona, you'll, you'll get that. It, it's cool too, because a lot of the IPAs that they have, they're not like the eight percenters that are just going to fuck you up and kind of leave you out of commission, you know, a few hours into the night. They're all, you know, pretty mellow, good beers. And they all just leave you with that tropical Hawaiian kind of aftertaste. Good stuff. Good stuff. Right on, right Hawaiian on. Hawaiian punch, but a beer form. I I enjoyed both. I um I'm not the beer man. Zig, Ziggy's our Ziggy's our beer man. He's our connoisseur. Yeah, I'm not much of a beer man myself. I what do you guys I, think of? I mean, I I I drink it. I'm definitely a beer drinking man, but I'm not the beer man that's good, that sits here and, and drops the knowledge on the beer like this man. Like this guy, he's he's a great spokesperson that he could be for both of these. Uh, breweries but i'm just gonna say i guzzled them i liked them and i'm feeling good now i really <laughs> I, i'm really enjoying enjoying the uh del, del scorcho the shoots is really good i like the uh citrus and grapefruit notes of this beer it's really refreshing i like that the uh, hops are getting squeezed on the box <laughs> that there's a light blue color on the bottle and uh, a nice scarlet red it does. It does have a real it's cool color scheme. Really I, I, I gotta say too. I, I think we've talked about this before. Looks great too, though. Yeah. I say that. And we've talked about this before. You know, um, I think it was during week one. Never. You know, there, there's that saying: never judge a book by its cover. But I'm, I'm, gonna be honest. I've looked at a lot of beers and said I'm getting that based off of the label. Like and oh, that, it that's got to be a good microbrew. Yeah, try, yeah, you know? and it ends up being pretty good. And it's like you know the color schemes and the artwork. That's that's one thing I love about the micro brews and some of the smaller brewing companies is just the artwork that they incorporate on everything. Like anything, anything from Kona, they always have some crazy beach, ocean artwork on it. Waterfalls, surfing. Um, paddle boarding, whatever it is. It's, it's just cool. I'm going to go ahead and say that I think that's really pretentious of them. <laughs> I'm, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm just fucking with you. I know. Uh, if you, uh, if you know St. Even, you know, I'm always off the wall saying some, some crazy shit. Hello world. <laughs> Hello. His name is St. Dot Eve. Dot Happy to be here with you guys. Eve. So you guys, you guys need to check out both of these breweries. Um, first one, we talked about Deschutes Brewery. D-E-S-C-H-U-T-E-S. Not Dwight. Brewery. Uh, that was the Fresh Squeezed IPA. Um, again, I feel like I mention this every week. I probably say it every week, but you could probably, maybe, I guess, find them on like Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, whatever it is. I know for a fact... Actually, no. Yeah, I've, I've seen Deschutes Brewery on Instagram, I think. On the ground. This is the best plug, they def- right? They definitely, <laughs> they definitely have a, hash- have a hashtag because yeah. I've, I've already yeah. posted one. Okay, cool. And then um, <clears throat> Kona, Kona Brewing Company definitely has uh, an Instagram for sure. That was when, it, when I was on Instagram, that was definitely one of the pages I followed. 
Uh, Kona, K-O-N-A, Brewing Company. You guys should know how to spell Brewing Company. That's cool. I'm not going to spell that out. (laughs) This one we're drinking, uh, Longboard. That's one of their originals, I imagine. Um, Check it out. They got some cool shit. Oh, they got their website down here, www.konabrewing.com. Let's see if there's anything else on the bottom. Nah, but check out their Instagram and everything. They're 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 good. It's good people. You guys can't see that, but this motherfucker <laughs> is like trying to hold his face to the mic so that he can get this this stuff recorded He's while holding a six pack <laughs> over yes. his head out of the peripherals, like trying studying the shit out Man. of it. He's making pack. sure that you get he he gets these plugs. Well, that's our beer review. Um, other than that, uh, this has been a, a great episode of Beers in the Air, uh, with. Our interviewee, um, St. Even from from the Monkey House. The Monkey House House is forever. The Monkey House isn't going anywhere. St. Even uh, is all up in your ears right now. Big shouts to uh, Kurt Vonnegut, too. That's where we got the name. Shouts to Vonnegut. If these people were to look you up somewhere, where would you like them to find you? I would send them, I would refer them to uh, my personal Instagram, at Steven and I. I feel like before... uh, Surely anything, I'm Steven and I, and I can't escape that. Steven with a V. S-T-E-V-E-N, uh, A-N-A-Y-A, plugging that myself. With the ad at the beginning. But, um, just know that I don't do really any of this for money. I do this to connect with people and for the feeling that it brings. It's a beautiful thing. It is. That's awesome, and that's that's kind of the vibe we've gotten from you, is like you're, you're here... Uh, for the uh, for the grassroots of it and for not the culture baby yeah yeah and i feel like i feel <laughs> like culture since, baby <laughs> i feel like since you know we've we've all kind of started doing music my you know my personal favorite thing that you just mentioned is just being able to connect with people like it's cool being able to share stories with people being able to share that's music why uh, with i fuck people, with mr ziggy Brown. share ideas with people he's always been really uh involved with other people not really shying away from uh, touching the lives of other people, really connecting with people, entertaining them. So much fun. Well, I've had a lot of fun, and there's still a lot more fun to be had. Just Whole the hell uh, of a lot more. Uh, just just the sheer like different avenues that it can take you down, and like the different places it may take you, and uh, the different people you meet that all share the same. Um, same interest as you, like the same, like simple goal of like you want to make some music that uh, not only you want to hear, but like other people want to hear as well. Like, even, like it's crazy because you could sit here and we, you can listen to us, and you could you could tell we're very musically inclined. But when you see us in a room together, it's like what those those three guys, <laughs> <laughs> like those. Those three, like those three guys, are the people that are talking right now. Yeah, like those, those, those are the, those are the guys. That, you know, like it, you never know what it's gonna bring you. I think that's uh, a really beautiful uh, thing about our generation is we've all kind of grown up in the same way, really appreciating each other's presence and where we all come from. We've been able to give each other a chance. Hopefully, we can pass it on to other generations to be tolerant enough to, you know, see what your fellow man is up to, regardless of how much differently he is than you are 100% I 100% agree well thank you for being on episode 3 this week of beers in the air uh, Mr. St. Even alright guys um, you can find me on uh, Instagram at G-I-B-Z-A-U-D-I-O Gibbs Audio 
if you want to hit me up personally, uh, talk anything, whether it's music, the podcast, uh, getting yourself on here, uh, finding out if we, we can help, uh, promote you and your, uh, uh independent ventures, um, in any way. Cause we're all about doing it ourselves and we all know, you know, the, 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 a little bit of help here and there can go a long way. Uh, you can also hit us up at ass at, at ass. <laughs> you can hit us up ass. You can hit our ass up, at, up. at ass on Instagram as well at aesthetic intellect records. You can hit our ass. And uh, during the credits, we'll have everybody's plugs, and you'll be able to find us there. Um, you know, thank thank you all for joining us. Thank and, uh, you, uh, real, real, real quick too. Well. I'm one day soon, maybe. I've I've been considering it thinking about making a Ziggy Brown page. So just just keep an eye out. It's it's probably you know, I'm planning it out. This is in the planning stages of the, the social media. There, there's definitely so, a Yale Gents uh, one coming pretty oh, there's, soon. There's so maybe even gents. hit him on that one. But uh, you know, maybe there's gonna be a Ziggy Brown one, so just keep an eye out for it. I just I like keeping everybody surprised. Never know. He's a man of mystery. A man of mystery. Yeah. I'm the man This has been episode mask. three of Beers in the Air. We'll see you all next week. Bitch!